Hi, this is Larry Goldman. Welcome to the Binge 10. Uh, this is for the last couple weeks. I think this uh, podcast is coming out a little later in the week, so it's it's almost covering two weeks. And so we've got a lot to talk about. There was a lot of new shows that came out and that I got to, especially along kind of some of the foreign stuff. Um, so let's kick it off quick. Uh, so first of all, Girls 5 Eva uh, on Peacock. So always exciting that Peacock releases anything new. This is another new Tina Fey produced show. I'm not sure she was as close to it as Mr. Mayor, which was, was which was obviously fantastic. Uh, but she produces this, and they release the whole series all at once. Uh, this is a story about a, a Spice Girls-like pop band that breaks up and gets a new chance uh, 20 years later when a ramp when a rapper uh, samples one of their songs. Uh, so the series takes you through their plan on how to get back on the radio into the limelight. It stars, uh, Sarah Bareilles, uh, Busy Phillips from Cougar Town, uh, Paula Pell from, uh, Quibi Maplehood Murders and, you know, a writer on a million different shows, uh, Renee Goldsberry from Hamilton. Uh, and then there's a ton of really, really funny guest stars. If you can pick them out, uh, Stephen Colbert plays a, a songwriter, Tina Fey plays Dolly Parton. Uh, so there's all sorts of really great stuff. All these women can actually sing, which is interesting. And they're all really funny. They all have their moments. The humor gets a little old in the last couple of episodes. The first four or five, maybe even six shows are, are absolutely great. The original songs are fantastic. They're ridiculous and really funny. So I'm recommending Girls 5 Ever. Uh, or as I should say, Eva. Uh, uh, second thing I watched, I finished up Sexify on Netflix. This is a Polish comedy, and the joke actually transfers over even with the subtitles. Very, very difficult to do. Uh, when I watched uh, Hard from Brazil, uh, I, I didn't really think it, it, it kind of crossed over. Um, the premise here is that there's some university girls are trying to build an app to optimize the female orgasm. And they want to get funded uh, by the government to create a full-fledged company. Um, what it's really about is helping an emotionless genius find love, emotion, and sex. And her two friends find themselves as well, both sexually, emotionally, and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, what to do with their lives in general. Show is really, really racy, as you might guess. Lots of nudity, lots of sex, all with uh, kind of a sarcastic grin on the face. Uh, but there is some great laughs here. The joke uh, stays mostly intact through the series. You know, it's kind of a one-hit wonder. Um, it looks like there'll actually be a season two. Uh, I, I, I think they'll, they'll, you know, we'll see how their company blossoms. Um, um, uh the awkwardness of, of Natalie, the lead character, really plays well, and it doesn't get too old over the course of the series. So Sexify is probably a little bit better than okay. Uh, Fatma on Netflix. This is out of Turkey. Fatma is the story of a cleaning lady. It's a cleaning lady who goes on a killing spree. Uh, the story is about a very, very mild-mannered, demure cleaning lady who is trying to find her husband, who is avoiding her after getting out of prison. 
Uh, her autistic son has just died. And as people continue to not help her or get in her way, she snaps and gets violent. Uh, she kills some really bad people. There's not a lot of blood in this, uh, but the pill, but the kills are pretty darn good. Um, there's probably some local political commentary uh, that we may or may not get from Turkey. Uh, there's de definitely an underlying current uh, of abused women in this as well. Um, there's some, and, and, and it's a decent ending. It's just six episodes. It's pretty intense. I had a hard time putting it down. This is a great binge. I recommend, uh, Fatma. It was really good. Uh, Shrill, uh, released its final season on Hulu. If you haven't watched Shrill, this is not some complicated story that you can't jump into the last season. Uh, Shrill is, uh, 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 is critically acclaimed. Uh, it's widely enjoyed by its fans. Um, uh, it's somewhat predictable at times. The series ending wasn't fantastic, but there's some great laughs, pretty racy story. Uh, it's probably my favorite part is when it gets uh, kind of dirty and, and the jokes get really dirty. I would say Shrill this season is just okay. Uh, Mosquito Coast. So Mosquito Coast is on Apple, stars Justin Theroux. This story involves a family who's on the run from the government, or bad guys, or both. We don't actually know. Uh, in the beginning, uh, you're really, really not sure what's totally going on. So the first three or four episodes I found really interesting, which is all we've gotten so far, because um, you're really just not sure what the backstory totally is just yet. They give a hint of it in episode three, but not much to go on. So this family, they live off the grid. Uh, they're trying to escape to Mexico uh, to re-begin re their lives again. We get the senses that this has happened many, many times. They've got two teenage kids who are getting kind of sick of the life. They don't know much more than we do. Um, the mystery of who they are running from, why they are running, and maybe even which one of the family is to blame. We don't really know if it's the mom or the dad. We think it's the dad, but we don't really know that for certain. So I think it makes it really interesting. Sometimes the episodes seem to linger on for a while. The episode where they walk across the desert seemed to take about four hours to watch. Uh, but right now, I'd recommend Mosquito Coast. Not too hard to catch up. Got about three hours of uh, work there. A hack on HBO Max. Hack stars Jean Smart, who was also on Mayor of Easttown, and she was on Legion a couple years ago. She plays a very successful Vegas stand-up who hires a young writer. That's Hannah Einbinder, who I'm not sure you would know from anything. Uh, and she hires this writer to help her write some new jokes. She's a lonely, grouchy old lady. Uh, for instance, instead of going to a casino, a casino to play blackjack. She hires a dealer to come to her house, and she plays alone. Um, of course, they don't see eye to eye on the work, what is funny, probably life in general. Uh, this is a pretty smart and funny show. The two stars rip into each other constantly, which is most of the laughs. I'm guessing there will be tender moments of realization for both the stars here as they slowly become best friends and they learn from each other. I guess we'll have to see if that predictability happens. I'm guessing it will, uh, but we'll have to see which way it goes. The supporting cast is phenomenal. 
Um, the owner of the casino is great. Uh, the writer's management team, uh, Hannah's management team is really, really funny. Her manager and her manager's uh, executive assistant are really, really great in this. The blackjack dealer is equally as funny. Uh, and so everybody is learning from everybody. I recommend Hacks just a half an hour. I think, again, I think there's been about three episodes released so far. Um, Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix and starring Josh Jamal. This is the next series based on graphic novels and superheroes, superheroes that are not Marvel or DC. Uh, the story revolves around a group of aging superheroes that need to pass down their responsibility to their kids. The old superheroes had a code and a way of doing things and might not work in the modern world anymore. Hence the friction. Um, uh, like Umbrella Academy and Invincible, this is as much a family drama as it is a superhero action. In fact, there may be more drama than superhero at least in the first few episodes I've watched of uh, Jupiter's Legacy, uh, it isn't clear where the main action plot is going. So, you know, there, there's a little something going on with maybe a clone of a bad guy, um, but it's not really clear where that's going. Right now, the thing I'm most interested in is how all these people got their powers in the first place. They keep flashing back to uh, the 29 depression area era, uh, where Josh Jamal is just a kid. He clearly ages very slowly with his powers. Um, so that's, that. I'm most interested in that right now. So I'm recommending Jupiter's legacy. I think it's pretty good. Um, mythic quest. Uh, so on Apple, the new season of mythic quest starts right where it left off. This is season two, though they did a couple COVID shows. Uh, Ian and Poppy are now the co-creators. They are getting used to their new roles and how they will work together. My favorite character is still Brad, the business development guy who is ruthless and just wants to make everybody money. We'll have to see if they come up with enough gags to keep this joke going. I think they're on episode three as well. Um, I do recommend Mythic Quest mostly because I like the first season. Second season is just okay so far. So... Lots and lots going on there. Lots to pick up and watch. Um, Young Rock ended recently. This was a fun little series. Uh, of course, a celebration of Dwayne Johnson. What more does he need than a TV show all about himself? Um, so other than that, what you should what should you watch as a series? Something that comes out every week. So Fear of the Walking Dead. I dropped this all the way to number 10. Last week's episode was horrible. Some dream sequence that we definitely could have done without. Didn't help anything at all. Number nine is Big Shot on Disney. This week we learn about the fall from grace of a dad, the impact on the children, but most importantly, John Stamos goes on a date. Um, eight, Mayor of Easttown. Guess what? Even suspended Mar is still working on the case. But we aren't that much closer to finding out the killer just yet, though we've got a couple of really interesting clues now. Number seven is Mosquito Coast. Just talked about that. Number six is Hack. I got high hopes for Hack. Five, everything is okay. Matilda wants to get married this week. Why not? She's 18. Why not? Uh, four, Gangs of London. Massive action and blood as a group of mercenaries go after Finn's killer. 
huge episode with just people just getting ripped apart by machine guns. Number three, cruel summer. We're now in late July. Didn't get a ton of new information this week. Still a fantastic guilty pleasure. Number one is Blacklist. I really like this is just about to burst. I feel like this is just about to burst and give us some real, real information, some real facts. The season finale has got to be soon. If they don't give us anything, I think that would be a real disappointment and a real disservice to the viewers here who have really stuck it out. This is a long season. Uh, I, I don't know what episode we're on, 17 or so. Uh, so we really deserve something here. Uh, and it feels like something's really going to happen. This week was fantastic. Red was really worried about his Russian handler friend. Is he really his Russian handler? We just don't know. Um, this has gotten really, really interesting. Number one. So I'm putting the Nevers on number one. Now, uh, first of all, uh, I'll have to see what I do this week with the Nevers. This is a very, very good show. We had some sort of triple fake by Malady last week, and I think we're almost at the end of season one here. Um, uh, but, you know, we might all need to do our part and start boycotting this uh, Joss Whedon. I think we knew Joss Whedon was a pretty bad guy, but as more and more people kind of validate that, you know, uh, we might have to gang up on him, maybe put an end to this. Too bad. This is a very, very good show. Unfortunately made what seems to be like by a really bad guy, unfortunately. So those are my series for the week. Um, I'm not sure if I changed anything on the binges for this week. So in the top 10, I still have these binges. So binges, I consider anything you can watch all the way through. Uh, I did add two. So you've got For All Mankind, Irregulars. Number eight is The One. Number seven is Sky Rojo. Number six is Made for Love. Number five is Girls Five Ever. Number four is Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, number three is WandaVision. Two, It's a Sin. And number one is Serpent. So those are things that you should watch all the way through if you haven't already. Lurking in the wings is a bunch of new stuff that's just come out that I'll review next week. So Underground Railroad came out on Amazon Prime. Star Wars The Bad Batch, I got to check that out. Um, Those Who Wish Me Dead, Angelina Jolie, that's a movie that came out this week. Castlevania Season 4 on Netflix came out this week. Intergalactic on Peacock. Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. This is my favorite one. I am very, very much looking forward to this coming out. Almost as much as Army of the Dead on Netflix will come out this week by Zack Snyder. As you remember, I was a huge fan of his remake of Justice League. Huge, huge. Thought it was as good, and yeah, I'll say it, maybe better than Avengers Endgame. Okay. Also, Solo's coming out from Amazon Prime as well. So lots, not, not that much coming out this week, but there's a few things, especially on the movie side. And we'll clue you in to all of that stuff. Otherwise, that is the binge 10 for this week. Keep watching TV, but now watch it outside because uh, weather's turning and... Uh, 
You got to enjoy. You got to leave the house. Time to leave the house. But it doesn't mean you have to stop watching TV. See you later. This is Larry Goldman signing off.